Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Third Shore Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Will, and most importantly, I'm welcoming back Kaylee, the co-host. Uh, Kate, say hello to the people. What's up, people? How you doing today, man? Good. We are. Uh, we're doing okay. You know, I'm on vacation, trying to try to enjoy some time off. Um, we are. We have decided that we are just going to try to jump. Straight into things, get an earlier start on than we usually do. Most of the time, we wait till the AP poll comes out with their top 25 and then uh, kind of break that down and our thoughts on that. And I think instead this year, we're going to go uh, conference by conference and kind of run through the Power Five, maybe do a group of five, just a big overview. Uh, today, we're going to start off with the ACC. You uh, ready to just uh, start with Clemson, I guess, the big dog in the conference, and then work our way down from there? Yep. Um, Clemson. They have won two of the last four national championships. Uh, is it four or five straight ACC titles? I know four straight for sure. I'm trying to think if that was five straight or not. Uh, Dabo. Mm-hmm. Dabo has built quite the program over there. Uh, to me, they're second to none. I'm not, I mean, at the worst, they're tied with Alabama right now as the top program in the country. Uh, he's got a lot of weapons there this year. Yeah. Well, if, if I were to tell you that you had the greatest quarterback prospect of all time with a first-round running back, two first-round wide receivers, and four of your five offensive linemen returning, would you feel pretty good about your offense? Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel great. Absolutely. Um, I think I think it kind of starts with Trevor Lawrence, uh, the, the you know the most highly touted quarterback recruit certainly of the internet era. Uh, Colin Cowherd said he's is as good a prospect as Andrew Luck and John Elway that he's ever seen, and certainly looks the part. He looked the part last year. Uh, I'm not so sure he's not already the best quarterback in college football. I think he would have been the first quarterback chosen in this draft. To be honest, if he was able to come out as a 19 year old. Uh, yeah, I think I think. It you mix that with T. Higgins, Justin Ross, uh, who Ross certainly exploded super late in the year. Higgins was great the whole time. Uh, you got Travis Etienne is a super fast, super quick, big, athletic running back that they have. Uh, they did lose Feaster. He transferred out, but um, there's plenty of talent behind him. Along with that offensive line, uh, Clemson's offense is going to be borderline unstoppable to me this year. Yep, I agree. Perhaps the greatest defensive line of all time. The best collection of talent that uh, we've ever seen. Uh, then we have, what, three of the guys who ended up being first-round picks. One of the top five, four, number four, I think. Uh, yeah, they all got drafted. Two of them stayed for their senior years uh, when they probably could have gone out the year before. But they, they got guys to replace them. I think Xavier Thomas, looking at tape from last year, I mean, should immediately be a borderline All-American uh, now as a true sophomore. I mean, he came in and forced his way onto the field with that same defensive line in place. He'll come on and kind of immediately be the leader. Uh, I think this is a team that's going to rely heavily on Isaiah Simmons and the, the linebacker group as uh, the one returning starter there. Three of the four returning starters in the secondary, but this is a team that – you know, they don't rebuild, they reload. Uh, it's a defense with plenty of talent, for sure. Yep. Uh, probably got the best two deep in college football all across. I think they would certainly be on par with the Georgia and the, and the Alabama. They recruited at a super high level, you know, getting super talented players in there while not having a whole lot of scholarship space, I guess would be the right word. Uh, the last couple of classes, they've kind of, not had a number one, number two class because they've had you know limited spots on the roster, but they filled it up nicely. Uh, is there any doubt they're the overwhelming favorite in the ACC? No, I was just thinking about that. Um, I don't know if I don't know if there's a conference game other than maybe they're at. They are at Syracuse this year, isn't it? No, they they are they're at Texas A&M. They do get Syracuse at home. 
surprisingly. I thought I thought they were going on the road to Syracuse. Oh no, I was looking that wrong. They get Texas A and M at home, and uh, got to go on the road to Syracuse. That, that's by far their two toughest games. Uh, they'll certainly win at least one of them. I think. Uh, I think it works to end up with one loss. I think Houston's the only team like you that they play in conference that can beat them. Uh, but they are. They, they are yet. They are. Are they your number one team in the country as we head into the season? I say I think so too. I think they're going to end up as most team, most people's number two uh, behind Alabama. But yeah, for me, they're the uh, they're the number one team in the country for me heading into the season. No real weaknesses. It's just inexperience on defense. But you really feel pretty confident that they'll uh, that they'll come in pretty strong. It'll be just fine. Uh, we can jump to a uh, division rival, Boston College. They got a pretty good improvement last year from Anthony Brown. He's by no means a superstar quarterback. Uh, this is a team that is going to run completely through A.J. Dillon and what that offensive line can do. Dillon got hurt last year, was leading the conference in uh, yards per game. Just by, he did have way more carries on a per-game basis than Travis Etienne did, but uh, – it's a lot of eye formation, a lot of single back, a lot of under center. They run it right at you. It's smash mouth. This is what they want to do. This is what they're going to do. If you stop that, you pretty much stop Boston College. Uh, defense is losing Zach Allen, another one of their best players from last year's team. Should be a solid Boston College team, but I, I don't think they're anywhere close to being in true contention with Clemson. I know last year game day actually went up to Boston College for that matchup. And Clemson absolutely they beat them twenty-seven to seven, I believe. Uh, just ran them out of the stadium. So, any major opinions on Boston College for you? They only got nine returning starters. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know, you know last year they had people like Stephen Kill and some others, but some guys got some experience. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, only three returns started just on the defense. Uh, yeah. It was already just an average unit, so it might be kind of an addition by subtraction based look. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't – I mean, I think Boston College is probably going to go back to a bowl and do that kind of thing. But as far as competing with the upper echelon uh, in that division, I don't I don't think they're quite there yet. Uh, um, they do have a fairly easy beginning of the schedule. Mm-hmm. Kind of get them in, the, in a groove anyway, which is going to be good with that offensive line. They lost a couple starters over there. So kind of getting into a rhythm before you, uh, you know, kind of get into conference play and have to go up against guys like Clemson and Syracuse and the Florida States of the world. Yep, that's right. Anything else you want to add on them? Third or fourth yeah. place team probably in that division. Uh, yeah. Yeah, good with it. Florida State, Willie Taggart. It's a pretty bad first year, was it not? Yeah, it was awful. I kind of felt bad. Might have realistically been the worst offensive line uh, in that level of college football at the FBS level. I mean, they were absolutely horrendous. I know they were graded out as like 130th on some things. I've even seen them graded as like 133rd in like their run blocking. There's not been 130 teams at the FBS level. Uh it was it was it was very bad, and uh, you know that's coming from a guy. That I love Cam Akers, uh, and I love Tremarian Terry, uh, big six four six five wide receiver. They got outside. He does a really good job looking the ball in. Uses his size well. Uh, I think has you know real star potential. I think you know Cam Akers was the number one running back his class. I think he may have even been the number one overall player his class uh, as a recruit. He just he looks good on tape. He just had no run blocking at all last year. They did lose uh, Francois this year. Uh, yeah. So right now the competition is between Justin Blackman and the Wisconsin transfer, Alex Hornibrook, who you and me have kind of been off and on uh, at times. Uh, certainly as it was a higher level starter than what Wisconsin usually has. Uh, what was he now? Was it a three-year starter? And then transferred out. They brought in the uh, like their most highly touted quarterback recruit of all time. And Hornibrook's kind of just a skip town and not even try to battle that out. Uh, does have concussion issues though, which I may have been a part of it. He will do it. He'll make a good throw every now and then. But yes, he uh, he he likes to live on the dangerous side of things. 
when it comes to throwing. He actually went through a stretch last year where he was not that bad turning over the football. And then as they got right into the middle of, of conference play, it uh, spiked right back up. Not really an easy start for Florida State having to play Boise State in Jacksonville. Uh, I think they'll rebound. And I don't think Tigers directly on the hot seat yet, but if they were to you know, have another four-win season, uh, I, I could see them moving on, but I think he makes improvement. Uh, I'm expecting Blackman end up winning that starting job. Yes. I think we know what he is. I think he's average, uh, you know. But they should. They almost have to regress to the mean. Uh, some with the offensive line play, there's no way they have as many injuries and play as bad as they did last year. That alone will probably get them an extra win or two in a division, really in a conference that outside of Clemson, to me, is all kind of bunched together. You know, the the second tier of the ACC is probably six or seven of the teams, I think. But yeah. Florida State, Syracuse, Boston College, NC State, Miami. Mm-hmm. All, all in the same realm. You got the, the real bad teams in the Louisville and uh, – in North Carolina from last year, but yeah, everybody else, me, is is pretty much on the same. I think you got Cuse kind of at the top end of the the second level. Virginia, maybe Virginia Tech at the top end of that second level, but still kind of they're they're closer. Those teams are closer to Florida State and Miami than they are to Clemson. Yeah, I really want to spend a five and seven season, but no, no, I, I think they get back to a bowl this year. All right, we can uh, – you got it. If you don't have anything else to say, we can jump right to Louisville. Uh, they were absolutely pitiful last year. They were right there with Kansas, one of the worst Power 5 teams in the country. You know, they – I think that maybe you and me and maybe a lots of other teams or lots of other people, as great as we thought Lamar Jackson was, I don't know that maybe we didn't appreciate him enough. Uh, yeah. Heading into last year, this is expected to be a team that relied a lot more just on the strict, straight passing game. You know, they had a guy in Jawan Pass that everybody was excited about. Uh, he was terrible last year, for sure. Pass was. Uh, again, Malik Cunningham was the backup quarterback and the uh, the leading rusher on the team. I don't even know if that happens. There are some things to like about Louisville. Like uh, Hassan Hall is an incredibly fast running back. You know, they still got wide receivers that have experience out there. It's just a complete and total rebuild. Uh, you think they got a coach that can do that? Um, maybe. I don't know if going from last day to the most Yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, I mean, it is a power five job, but with the – you know, with the total rebuild that Louisville now is, it could I, I could definitely see it being a lateral move. It, it's not – it's not a huge jump if it's a jump at all, to be honest. Uh, especially with, the, I mean, App State being having some tradition about it, even as a smaller school. Uh, you know, they love the football over there. I mean, they they spend some money there as well. Yeah. Dude, last year, Louisville was 122nd in scoring, 102nd in rushing, 89th in passing, 109th in total. Yeah, I mean, nothing they did was good last year. The bad thing about it, defensively, other than their passing defense, uh, yeah, pass defense was awful, was worse than the offense. Pass defense was 40th in the country. You should have taken everything else was 120 or above. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a complete total rebuild. I mean, they have lots of work they're going to have to do. Uh, but they, they at least they, they seem to understand that they're putting themselves at least in a position, you know, four or five years down the line to be able to come back up and compete. But it's a large fall after just one year post Lamar Jackson. Uh, anything else you want to add about him? Oh, uh, nah. uh, North Carolina State, they have really been pushing some players in the NFL. They've lost 13 players over the last two years. That have gone, that have been drafted, uh, including off this last year's team. You know, they had Ryan Finley, Kelvin Harmon, a couple more defensive linemen. I mean, this is a program that actually puts a lot of defensive linemen to the league. Um, I was a Finley fan. I think you were a little bit cooler on him than I was. 
And certainly when they faced the best competition, he did not play his best. But going to be a little bit of a rebuild on the offensive side this year for sure. Uh, they're bringing in Matthew McKay. He's a good athlete. Former three-star quarterback. Looks like he's going to end up being the starter there. I'm um, expecting them to use him a little bit more as a runner. They also have you know, uh, freshman Devin Leary. They have a sophomore, Bailey Hockman. Do you remember that name? Do you remember the name Bailey Hockman? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to Florida State, transferred out, now is over at NC State. He has a, he, he's one of the guys battling for that spot, but it looks definitely looks like it's going to be Matthew McKay uh, yeah. here early. I got a couple guys I really like on defense. Uh, they got Jerry's Moorhead at safety. He's an extremely firm tackler. Uh, at times, shows good pop, shows good range. I mean, he's an all-ACC type of guy. I uh, got James Smith-Williams. is a good player. He's been... They got some bodies. This is not a terrible team. Uh, the issue is, I think if they kind of top out as like a seven-win team, like they'll probably be a twenty to twenty-five point underdog to to Clemson. Like they're they're kind of in that range, uh, probably at the lower end of the second tier uh, in that conference to me. Yeah, I agree. Stephen Griffin's another safety. He's make sure he's got to stay on. He's gonna stay on the field. He only had six starts last year. Yeah, they run that four-two-five defense, so they uh they definitely like to get them bodies out there from the secondary. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like NC State. Um, like you said, eight seven eight wins. Uh, I think Clemson, unless Trevor Lawrence up and up doesn't play a snap, I think they can. Yeah, well, to be fair, I mean, even if uh, even if Lawrence didn't play, I would assume that Chase Bryce would be just fine as a starting quarterback against North Carolina State. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there, there definitely is a, a large drop off from Clemson even to a North Carolina State for sure. Anything else you want to add? Um, no, I'm good. Uh, next up, we got the Syracuse Orange, the last team in that conference to beat Clemson. Uh, going on close to two years now. Uh, what are some likes and some dislikes you have? What are some likes and some dislikes that you have about Syracuse? Um, sucks that the quarterback's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know because he was a, kind of a more of a athletic playmaker, quarterback, uh-huh. and, and DeVito is going to be in the pocket, you know, more stable. So I know that, I know the offense that Dino likes to run. He's always had a moving quarterback, um, and Dungey was a four-year starter there, and I mean just a. I mean, at a school that that has produced some NFL guys. I mean, you know, their last big name quarterback was Donovan McNabb. I mean, Dungy left with like every single record that they have. Yeah, that's right. Uh, definitely going to uh, lose a big leadership void there. But you know, the little bit that we've seen of Devito, uh, I actually like him. He's got a he's he's not overly big. He's like six two, two hundred pounds, but he's got a good quick release. Seems to be accurate. The stats don't really show that. He barely completed over fifty percent of his passes last year, but. You know, they they have times where they used him as a runner. He looks tough, and but I, I think they're going to use a lot of screens, get him in the short passing game. He's yep. a pretty good group of running backs they got. I really like Mo Neal. Uh, yeah, he's he's Mo pretty Neal, explosive yeah. and stuff. So I think they're going to try to use his arm strength a little bit, try to develop more of the deep passing game maybe than they would have had under Dungy, who was a kid that I liked too. I mean, Dungy was a – Focal point of that team that beat Clemson a couple years ago. He's been there seemingly forever. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they definitely – it's going to hurt to lose him. There's enough talent, I think, on the offense that as long as DeVito is the quarterback that I think he has the potential to be, I think they'll be okay. And um, defensively, they've got all their back four, all of those guys back. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred, Frederick, Bradshaw, Cisco, and Foster. Mm-hmm. Um, Last year they improved in yards per play and points per game allowed um, by from thirty-two to twenty-seven and then six point four to five point eight. So yeah, took a big jump defensively last year. Yeah, 
you know, they, they, they actually – go ahead. Make some strides. Cisco had seven picks last year, All-American and Defensive Rookie of the Year. So he is a star. He's only a – he's a true sophomore. They, uh, you know, they're, they're bringing back two 10-sack guys as well. I absolutely love Alton Robinson. Uh, yes. When it comes to the, the total conference, he's, he's one of them guys that really stands out to me. Uh, very quick off the edge, really uses his hands very well. I mean, if you ever look up a highlight tape of him, just look up him against Florida State, against their, yeah. their, their banged-up offensive line. I mean, he was just eating their right tackle, man. It was uh, – got Kendall Coleman on the other side. You got two guys that can rush the passer with them guys in the secondary. Yeah. As long as you just figure something out at linebacker where, you know, where they've lost all their stars, you just figure out something there, you're going to be okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you can tackle, you know, when you're supposed to in the middle, with the back, with the bookends the way they are, mm-hmm. uh, defensively. Will they beat Clemson? Uh, no. But I don't know if they get smoked, but I don't think they do. Let me ask you this. Should they beat Clemson? Could they survive the rest of their schedule without having two in-conference losses? Is this a team good enough to do that to you? I think they win at least one of them. So that yeah. would theoretically then lead them to be in the division champs. Right. 11-1 going to the ACC title game. Yeah. I definitely think in this conference they're the they're the best of the second tier. I think they're the second best team in this conference. And I don't even know if they're in tier two by themselves and then everybody else They might be. They might be. Uh, I, I think there's a couple of teams later that might have something to say about that, but I would not – Otherworldly disagree with that at all. Yeah. Ready to move on? Anything else you want to add on them? They improved their score margin by 18 points per game last year. That's ridiculous. 40.2 points a game last year. I did not realize they were that good. Yeah. You know, that's with, uh, you know, the other best team they played. They played Clemson very well last year. Uh, even before Lawrence got hurt and Bryce kind of ended up being the savior. I mean, they were they were doing very well when Lawrence was still oh, yeah. in the game. But then, like, they go and they play Notre Dame and just were a complete no-show offensively. Because uh, yeah. that was a game that Dungeon got hurt in pretty early, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. DeVito was just really bad in that one. Yeah. Notre Dame got up on them pretty early. I mean, the game was out of hand at halftime. I, believe. I mean, it was like a three-score lead or something like that, I believe, at halftime. Yeah, I think yeah. If you if we wanted to say they had they were the second best team in a tier by themselves in the conference, I don't think I disagree with that. I I, I can live with that, Kate. Not a bad assessment. Ready to move on? Yep. Wake Forest. I tell you what, man. Have you ever watched the QB one show on Netflix? I watched a little bit. Uh, you know their quarterback was part of the season two, Sam Hartman. Yeah. I really like the dude. And really early last year, like, there was a stretch for like, the first four or five weeks of the season. Pro Football Focus had him as the number one true freshman in the country. Uh, I mean, he absolutely arrived on campus, showed up, took the starting job, looked really good with it, and then kind of hit the rookie wall midway through the season, kind of struggled there as they got in more into conference play, then broke his leg, and Jamie Newman came in and won three of his four starts. Looked pretty good. Things that I'm reading kind of have Newman as the early favorite for the spot. But from what I'm – I think – I really think Hartman's going to win. I, I really like Hartman. I think he's an accurate guy. I think he's a playmaker. I think he's the kind of guy that that team needs. Now, not saying that Newman is not, but he also, for what it's worth, I've, I've heard that he is loved on campus. Now, I, I you know, don't know exactly how much that means, but I like Hartman a lot. I think Newman is solid, but I think Hartman should be the guy there. Uh, and there's some talent around him. They lost their, their number one wide receiver last year, but they got an all-conference guy in Cade Carney at running back. Uh, not an explosive athlete by any means, but if you watch the tape, he's very patient, runs through arm tackles well. One of them guys that just falls forward, just a really, really solid running back when you have a young quarterback at the helm for sure. 
was the, the wide receiver in particular I was talking about. When you watch, if you go back and were to watch Sam Hartman or Jamie Newman tape, you're basically watching the Dorts highlight reel. <clears throat> but he does guys watch some wide receivers that come back. So I, I think, I really think this is a Wake Forest team that could surprise some people offensively. Defensively, they were not very good last year, but I love their their middle linebacker, Justin Strenod. Uh There's, there's, he had one game last year where a wide receiver broke like a crossing route over the middle, and Chenault actually kind of got hemmed up with another, like a safety, and ended up still running down the wide receiver at like the six-yard line, knocked the ball out of his hand, went to the end zone, had another guy pick it up. I mean, he is a tremendous athlete. Yeah. Ended up with 105 tackles last year. He's heading into his senior year. He's definitely the focal point of that defense for sure. Uh, yep. so there are some players for sure. Uh, they're – Probably not even a second-tier team in that conference. But Wake, in the last decade and a half, decade for sure, they've been very consistent in you know making bowl games, you know winning six, seven games here and there. Maybe not really upsetting anybody, but really playing well in general. Yeah, I agree. I, I kind of like Wake. I mean, you know, once you like a thing like Wake. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I do too. Yeah, I mean, seven, seven, eight wins sounds about right for me with him. Yeah, that back half of the schedule definitely, definitely ramps up. Uh, yeah, they could easily be undefeated heading into Boston College. They really could be undefeated heading, you know, to play in their Florida State, North Carolina State stretch. They could, uh, probably won't be, but. Yeah, uh, it was a fast-paced offense last year. They actually were the fastest in the ACC, uh, just 20.6 seconds between snaps. It actually was the fourth-highest tempo in the FBS. I expect that to continue with that. you got to make sure you have the right quarterback for sure. Uh, so whichever one it is, Hardman or Newman, I think it should be Hardman. Both were solid enough last year where you got to make sure you have the right guy for sure. Anything else? Twenty-fifth in the FBS, second worst in the ACC. I, without looking it up, I'm sure Louisville was the worst in that stat. I would imagine. Uh, all right, moving on. Next up, we got Duke, and with Duke, you have a brutal schedule and no Daniel Jones. Uh, I'm a weird case when it comes to Daniel Jones. Now I was a fan of his heading into last year. As we got and got into the draft process in the later parts of the last football season, you and me, you know, we do fantasy football and we pay attention to stuff that happens in the NFL. I was completely off of his bandwagon. I'm kind of coming back around to it, but he was definitely the best player they had on that team last year. No questions about it. They were horrible at wide receiver drops all over the place. Uh, I think that's where exactly where they're heading this year. I mean, I, yeah. I think they are. Moving to a new offense, uh, you got Quentin Harris under quarterback that, that has been around a lot, certainly been under Cutcliffe for a while. He's definitely going to take over the the group, take over the offense there. You got a couple of running backs for pretty solid, Deion Jackson and, and Britton Brown. Deion Jackson's an all-purpose type of guy. Uh, was a pretty good receiver last year. Definitely has an, an outside chance at winning some all-conference acclaim, but they have hardly anybody. They caught the ball last year, and this is on the team that was terrible at the wide receiver group last year. I think they were second, either led all of the FBS level or were second all of the FBS level in, uh, in drop passes. So that group can really just go up almost, even with the inexperience. But defensively, there's definitely some, some room for optimism despite less than stellar play last year. And this team was good against the pass, but was terrible against the run. But they were turning nine stars, including all of their front four and a majority of their secondary. So there, there's there's a thought process. I think they can be better. Yeah, I agree. Daniel, Daniel Jones is, I don't know, 
obviously their best player. But, he should not have been the second quarterback taken. I'll say that in the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big Haskins guy, though, so, I mean, that it may be an unfair opinion. Uh, I think Duke kind of is what they are. I, I think this is a team that has some some bowl chances, uh, but I could see them having a losing record. I think six wins would probably be tops before heading into the bowl season. Uh, I personally do not see them making a the bowl this year, though. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're talking about they just losing so much of your so much offensively, losing that guy quarterback who has been really not even just this past year has been their best player for a couple of years now. Uh, just losing that with a team that wasn't really overly prepared for it. I, I, I'm expecting them to kind of fall back down. Sure. All right, next up, we're going to have Miami. If I had to start anywhere, I would start uh, with Shaq Quarterman. Uh, I don't know how much you've seen of him, but I absolutely love the kid. Uh, he's a freak middle linebacker. He plays with a lot of intensity, really attacks uh, running backs, finds the hole, uh, does a good job reading the defense, uh, reading offense, excuse me. Uh, got a good linebacker alongside him with McKinney. It's a really good defense that Miami has. Yet again, it's going to be a third straight year in a row. They have a top 10 to 15 unit, I think. Yep. What do you think about their offense? Well, I like the new offensive coordinator, Enos. Um, got Tate Martell, who's probably going to be the should be the starter. Um, I mean, there's always going to be talent, but I don't know if there's enough experience. DJ Dallas. It's probably the most experienced playmaker. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, they're definitely still lacking some there, wide receiver. Uh, the big question is going to be whoever plays quarterback. Uh, you got Nikosi Perry last year. Rick kind of threw into the fire. Proved that he was not ready. Had some immature decisions uh, and things that went on off the field along with it. He had a really good spring, though. Uh, obviously, they brought in Tate Martell from Ohio State out of the transfer portal. He got immediate eligibility. Uh, I like Martell. I, mean, I think he's a good athlete. Uh, well, actually, a supreme athlete. He's not very big, but uh, has a good enough arm, can really run. But had a so-so spring, I think, at best. Was really bad when they were under center, but was pretty good whenever they actually put him in the shotgun. Uh, I think he ends up starting. Uh, I just can't really see him transferring without – maybe not a guarantee that he starts, but pretty sure feeling that he would. Uh, is that kind of what you're feeling too? Yeah, I don't see how they can deny that talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, after Perry last year, I don't know. I don't see how they don't put Star Martell. Yeah, yeah. I do like DJ Dallas, though, and they do return, you know, some wide receiver experience. Uh, just nothing really tremendous. Obviously, did lose Lawrence Cager, who transferred to Georgia and is now expected to be a, a major player there. I think if they can find some rhythm offensively, they can get the ball to guys like Jeff Thomas, get DJ Dallas going, just get a little bit of quarterback play. I really think that uh, this is a team that can make a move uh, in that conference. I don't think they're, you know, barring a huge turnover type season, again, like they had a couple years ago, I can't really see them making the big push, but I think they could be a team that can win that division and, you know, compete. Yeah. I agree. Uh, anything else you want to add on Miami? Um, I do like Manny Diaz. Yeah, uh, I do like Diaz, too. I thought it was a good fit just to move straight into him. That way you can kind of keep the, you know, keep it in-house, keep it moving. I was I was pretty shocked when Rick left. I'm assuming you were feeling the same. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, not a terrible schedule. They do get Florida as the very opening game of the season. Uh, other than that, I mean, they get Virginia Tech and Virginia and Georgia Tech all at home. They do have to go to Florida State this year, but it's not a bad schedule. This is a team that can easily make a 9 or 10 win push. And getting the two Virginias, which I think are the two biggest uh, competitors they have in that division, getting them at home, I think, could give them the inside track, certainly, to making it to the uh, conference title game and head up against Clemson. So. I'm a fan of them heading into this year as long as they can get pretty solid quarterback play, and I'm expecting them to at least get above-average quarterback play regardless. Yeah, I agree. All right, anything else? Nope. We can skip on over to North Carolina. Uh, Tar Heels were nearly as bad as Louisville. Uh, they got a new coach <laughs> bringing in Mac Brown. He of the uh, 
one national title at Texas, correct? Yeah. That was it. The Vince yep. Young years, and then was there through the Cole McCoy years, and then they kind of had some down years and ended up leaving. And uh, I like him as a coach, though. Uh, oh, I think I he's come in and has been very enthusiastic about it. So He's a good recruiter. I think he's going to try to turn that program around pretty quick. He's bringing in a uh, – you know, it kind of an air raid style offense, which is something against what he ran when he was at Texas. But I think it fits into the theme that we're seeing now around college football. They actually may be starting a true freshman quarterback this year. Sam Howell kind of came out of the spring as the early favorite. That would be exciting if I was a Tar Heel fan. Yep. Uh, he's a talented kid. Uh, one of the better quarterback recruits they've gotten in recent memory. Uh, they do have two good running backs, so while I expect this to be an air raid style system, I expect them to kind of run the ball maybe a little bit more this year than they normally have. Uh, they got explosive playmakers there. They got some talent at wide receiver, but it ain't nothing to really ride home about. I'm not expecting this to be a great team, but I definitely think they'll improve over the two wins they had last year. Yep, I agree. Um, I think it's cool that you're turning back there after so long, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hell, yeah, I forgot about it. I forgot he was he coached there before he went to Texas, didn't he? He yep. actually had a really good run there, now that you say that. They were really yeah. good in the late 90s while he was there. Yeah, that's Ooh. what got him up. That was a good point. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> thought I forgot all about that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yep. Okay, good deal. Uh, they do have some talent uh, along the defense. You know, they've kind of locked up uh, Tommy Fox and Dominique Rodriguez, the guy they think are going to be the pass rushers there. Uh, so they got some some talent, I think, to work with. Uh, they returned three of their four, three of their five stars, excuse me, in the uh, the secondary. They run one of them weird three three five defenses that we don't see a whole lot. Uh, yeah. But again, they're in they're in the right division to make a real quick turnaround. Uh, you know, they could easily go from two wins to a bowl game pretty easily with how tight that that division is. But I don't think they get back to a bowl game this year. But I think jumping up to four or five wins is certainly very plausible. Yeah, I think I'd be on the uptick after this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him another year to get his recruits in there, especially if Howell comes in and is a starting quarterback to get that experience. As long as he plays well enough that they they feel pretty comfortable giving him the starting job moving forward past this year, I think that'd be a very good start for him for Mac Brown there. Yep, yep. I agree. Anything else? Nope. Next up, we got Pittsburgh. Yep. There are people that really like their quarterback. Thank uh, you. Kenny Pickett, uh, he was above average statistically last year. I mean, just okay. Doesn't really turn the ball over. But they went through a really bad stretch there at the end of the year. They only scored 26 points their last three games. Uh, it's a team that has really run the football the past couple of years. You got James Conner, who's been in Pittsburgh now for a couple of years, was really good. At uh, Quadriolis and, and Darren Hall, both go over 1,000 yards last year. People are kind of thinking they're going to move more to this passing scheme, but uh, – Narduzzi is saying, oh, no, to that. This is definitely going to be a team that is uh, going to continue to run the football. But there are people that do like Kenny Pickett, and that's a little surprising to me because what I've seen, I think he's okay. I, mean, I think he's an average conference quarterback, but not anything outstanding. I guess they, everybody thinks they're going to move to more passion with Mark Whipple as OC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they, they, you would think they would definitely move faster. I'm actually seeing a the thing. They averaged one snap every 30.9 seconds in 2018, which is the third slowest tempo, tempo uh, and the slowest of all power conference teams by nearly a full second. That is, uh, they are literally just trying to run the clock out. I mean, they flashed some last year, so I don't think it's a bad team, but I don't know. Like, if I'm having to rely on Pickett kind of as the guy that's going to be the focal point and leading me to a division title, again, they won a division title last year, kind of, Backdoored it, but they got they did get the division title. Uh, I don't know. I just don't see them returning to that form this year. Like, you know, not trying to do something different that the team has never really done uh, under Narduzzi. Yeah. Now they had a weird record last year, seven and seven, and won the division. <laughs> they just happened to beat all the teams that matter over there. They beat both Virginias, which is the you know the biggest competition to have over there. Beating them along with Duke kind of gets you set up over there on uh in that division to make a run. Yeah. It was a weird year, absolutely. It was, you know, they, they did go and play Clemson and got throttled. Pitt is the team, though, that had, had seemed to be able to upset a team, uh, especially when they got them at home sometime over the past couple of decades. You know, they beat the West Virginia 
team from way back in the day. They had a couple upsets two years ago. Penn State, they beat Penn State a couple years ago. So they, they always seem to flash, but never really put it together for a full season. I know we're kind of at the stage now uh, in Arduzzi's tenure there where they either kind of need to put up or shut up kind of thing. Uh, yeah. They either really need to make a stride or you almost have to kind of move on. They've been kind of stuck in the middle the past couple of years. That's right. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they're average on both sides. I don't. They're one of the few teams that, when I look at them, I don't really see a standout at the moment. I'm sure the running backs going to be in five. One of the wide receivers will probably step up as they move the ball more. A lot just rides on Pickett, but I don't see a any real standout on on defense. Rashad Weaver is okay uh, as a rush in, but nothing really stands out for me for them as a team. I don't know if you're feeling different, but they just. Kind of are a unit. I touch a total team, just an average one. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, next up, we're gonna have Virginia. I don't think it can be understated how good of a job Bronco Mendenhall has done there. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm telling you, three years ago, I know that you remember this was the laughing stock of the ACC. Oh yeah. I mean, this was one of the four or five worst Power Five programs in college football. Yep. And uh, Mendenhall has now turned them pretty swiftly into, to me, the front runner in that division. Uh, I don't know that they're the best program there on that side. I really don't know who I would even say is the best program. You would kind of probably lean Virginia Tech at this point. Uh, but, you know, Vautech is kind of going through their own growing pains after last year. But, you know, you give Mendenhall, he's got a dynamic quarterback. He's got playmakers on offense. He's got a, you know, a great cornerback, uh, lockdown guy in Bryce Hall. I mean, there, there's talent there. And I, I'm fully expecting Virginia as my pick to come out of that division for sure. Yeah, it's amazing to me. Bryce Hall broke up 22 passes last year. Insane. He is, I mean, he is every bit as good as DeAndre Becker was last year. Uh as the kid at Greedy Williams was at, at LSU, I mean, Bryce Hall is yeah. legit. This is a yep. first or second round cornerback, no doubt, playing in the ACC. And I really like the quarterback. Uh, I really like Perkins. I think he is an exceptional athlete. He was third last year in total offense in the ACC. I think he ended up being second in touchdowns responsible for. They got Joe Reed at wide receiver. He guys like 6'1", 200 pounds. has been a great return guy who I'm not expecting to kind of take the next step there, um, be their leading receiver. But, yeah, uh, the, the big question I think I have for them is can you finally beat Virginia Tech? It's been, without looking it up, six or seven years, if not longer than that, since the last time they beat Virginia Tech. Uh, it's kind of been the, the one Achilles heel even that last year's team has. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, uh, <laughs> they do return a lot on defense too. I mean, I, I don't know if you had to pick a winner out of that division. Who do you have right now? You're probably gonna be surprised. Have we not talked about them yet? Then I guess we haven't gone to Virginia Tech. We haven't gone to Georgia Tech yet. We were saving them for last. So if you want to wait on that, that's fine. I'm gonna go for with Virginia. Is who I'm picking to win it. I'm, I'm, I'm Miami. Is who I'm picking. Miami. I got you. Yeah. You're gonna expect one of the quarterbacks to step up. Then I mean, you're expecting Martell to be the quarterback, right? Yeah, I, mean, I think if he get comes in, I mean, and shows what he did last year, and then you know, small sample size at Ohio State, yeah. I think if you get half of that over a 12-game 12 period, yeah, I think it's Miami and Clemson and um, championship game. Where Obviously, would you, while I have you, where would you rank Bronco Mendenhall among coaches in the uh, in in the country? Just a, a general a general thought, general area for him. In the country, ten top ten, fifteen. Yeah. Top, yeah, top 20. Certainly top 20. I think that would be blasphemous almost not to have him there. Uh, and a guy that's done so much as, with so little at that program. And just a couple of years ago, I think they went winless in the in the conference. Uh, I mean, they were bad. They were very bad. Yeah. And uh, quickly turned them to a winner. We'll kind of see this year, make sure that, you know, that Bryce Perkins, you know, wasn't kind of a one-year fluke thing. But obviously I'm picking them to win the division. So uh, I'm, I'm a believer for sure. Yep, I 
and they get a fun game at Notre Dame. Might be on yep. upset alert very early. Yep. Uh, you ready to move on? You got anything else you want to say? That's a week after Georgia Notre Dame, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Georgia, well, the weekend Dame. after, so that's going to be probably a mo- you know, if things play out uh, the way the odds makers are looking it out to be, that could be definitely a uh, letdown spot for Notre Dame following a uh, a bit of an exhausting effort coming south. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yep. Moving on, Virginia Tech. Uh, I think you definitely know how much I like Josh Jackson heading into last year. Uh, He is now at Maryland. He has transferred out. He got hurt last year. Ryan Willis took over. I think Willis is above average. Uh, I think he has an outside chance of getting like a second or third team all-conference. They have a really good wide receiver in Damon Hazleton. This is a defense returning 11 guys, but this is definitely not the same defense that we grew to expect from the Hokies at all that we've seen over the last 25, 30 years. Uh, Are you expecting a bounce back there? I feel like we have to, right? Yeah, I feel like Bud Foster will get him in line. He's been there for 25 years this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like uh, their head coach, too. I like Fuente. I do, too. He was at Memphis beforehand, correct? Yep. So, you know, he, he should eventually kind of get that offense really rolling. I mean, they were okay last year, but they were still bottom half in the ACC. It was really the defense that was the bigger shock. I mean, I, I don't think any of us projected them to go out and get shellacked by Old Dominion at home. Uh, it was it was a weird year. Uh, they, they, they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop the pass. It was just – but returning all 11 starters – you would expect some growth, I think, coming. Oh yeah, back. got got to be. That's 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 crazy. They got all eleven coming back. Yeah, how often does that happen? Yeah, I don't even want to say how often that. Happens. I, I, I don't you know, know I, I'm sure it happened for somebody last year. Uh, but I certainly can't think of anybody off the top of my head that returned all eleven starters on either side of the ball at any. You know, uh, you're kind of lucky if you get if you bring back eleven or twelve total, you feel pretty good about it. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I, I like Willis. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't as big on Josh Jackson as you were, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's, you know, he's a good talent. But I like Willis. He's, I mean, you know, twenty-four touchdowns, twenty-seven hundred yards last year, nine picks. That's not not terrible. No, I mean, that's, that's that's rock solid, man. I mean, that's ain't yeah, nothing wrong with Daniel, that. Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones last year was twenty-two picks, nine interceptions. So. I mean, you know, he's first-round pick. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I, I do stand corrected. Last year we did have – that was the 15th year in a row that uh, Virginia Tech has beating, beaten Virginia. They got 26 straight years of, uh, of bowl games, too. Wow. So they were able to keep both of them intact, but it was barely. It was a uh, tough yeah, effort there at the end. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anything else for them? Um, I really like their, uh, their uniform. It's always been a go-to. They do have a nice uniform. Yeah. I've all, I have always liked them. You know, I got families up in Virginia. Virginia Tech always the one I was more drawn to uh, as a child among the two Virginia schools. But, yeah, Hokies, I'm expecting them definitely to bounce back. Uniforms being the main reason why. <laughs> all right, you ready? Last but not least, we have Georgia Tech, and I'll be honest with you. I have absolutely no idea how to even go about trying to break down this team. Uh, I will say this. If I was a Yellow Jacket fan, and I'm not, I would be very excited in bringing in Jeff Collins. Uh, Interviews and stuff that I've seen, he is extremely enthusiastic. He loves Georgia Tech trying to bring a sense of energy and try to bring the team into the uh, into the 21st century, trying to, you know, bring some modernization to a team that, with Paul Johnson, with the success that they did have with him, have now been set back, you know. Now, when the, once the rest of the conference kind of caught up to the triple option thing, they kind of really took a step back into being more of a bottom half of the Power 5 conference programs. Uh, and now he has to restart. And you think it's going to be a lengthy restart. I definitely think, personally, it's going to be a two- to three-year one for sure. Yeah, it's, 
it's not gonna be it's not gonna be easy. I mean, I think it's five years before they get relative again. Um, and I might be wrong; it might be three years, but I I just think it's gonna be hard. Well, you know, the biggest thing is having to just completely revamp that offensive line. I mean, yeah, that, that's I mean, the that's the biggest change. You know, the defense has never been great, and it's not going to be when it has to go up against a triple option every single day. But you can find bodies to fit in a lot easier on there, and you can't have to completely revamp the offensive line recruiting. You know, you go from uh, a bunch of smaller, more agile, you know, cut blockers versus guys that, you know, are, are ready now to line up in the, in the shotgun and the two-point stance and – I mean, it's just a different thing, and I think that that's going to take a couple of years to kind of get back rolling. They seem to be impressed with the way the quarterbacks have thrown the football in the spring, but, you know, trying to see all these different running backs that they had playing slot back and, you know, trying to get them out wide receiver and stuff. It's been it's been an interesting spring slash summer now for Georgia Tech. Uh, yeah. If you had to put a, a guess on a win total, what do you think? Um, hold on just a second. I'm looking at our schedule right now. Okay. Got to go start off with at Clemson, so you get no time to uh, really shake up the program. <laughs> um, they went seven six last year. I think they go. They went five games this year. I think I think that you and me both agree that them getting to a bowl game would be a success in year one yep. for sure. Yeah, I agree. Trying to completely change the offensive scheme, I, I think that for sure would be a very, very good sign. Um, going across the offensive line, weight-wise, left tackle 276, from left to right 276, 315, 305, 310, and 290. That's not as bad as I thought it was then. The yeah, interior certainly, yeah, the tackles are very small. Yeah. Uh, the interiors, you know, they're certainly not as big as programs like Wisconsin and Georgia and Alabama, but the interiors bigger than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Yeah, think about it, though. Four or five, I mean, four Kirby got to Athens, our offensive line was average 305 pounds. Yeah, so, what that? what is that one averaging, just quick math, probably 295 uh, to 300? Two, 276 to 315, so... 290. Somewhere in that yeah, range. Three, something like that. 290, 295. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would like to be able to speak more to, to Georgia Tech with them being certainly our biggest rival uh, in that conference. I just I just don't know where to go until you see them. I mean, that they've said they've liked the way the quarterback's thrown the football. I know Tobias Oliver and Lucas Johnson are the main competition there. I think Lucas Johnson is going to end up taking it. Uh, but Oliver gives you a better run threat, no doubt. Uh, yeah. Oliver's a great yeah. athlete, but whereas Johnson kind of came from a little bit more of a passing high school from what I understand. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, is there anything else you want to add for them? Eh. Anything else you want to add about the conference? The average 305 across the line. 305. You did do quick math. Okay, that's it. I mean, I, think, I mean, George, George at like 330 now, 335, yeah. something like that. Uh, yeah, we got that's the biggest offensive line. That would be probably the biggest offensive line in all of football, though, not just at a college level. So that's hard I mean, to even compare about, them to that. Talk about height, too. Yeah, I'm sure all these guys are like 6'3 and below. Uh, yeah. No, left tackle 6'6. Six, six. Well, he's thin as a rod, then, at 275, 276. Yeah, 6'6, yeah, hmm. 276. He's like a Zion Williamson. <laughs> okay. Probably doesn't Zion. jump quite as high as Zion does or run as fast. Nah. Not very many people do. Uh, all right, so who's coming out of the, the the coastal division for you? That's going to be Miami for me. It's Virginia. Uh, Virginia. Yep. Who's coming out of the Atlantic for you? Uh, <laughs> Toughest call of the year. Yeah. Uh, Clemson for me. You have Clemson coming out on top. Yeah. yeah. Do you have Clemson? Yeah. Do we think they lose a game? I think I think that's the biggest question amongst the conference. I think they, no, they don't. I don't think they lose again. I think they're thirteen and zero again and getting ready to go to the playoffs. Um, what program do you see in the next two to three years having the best chance of challenging them? Virginia. Wow, I was not expecting that. <laughs> I like I, I like 
Chapman. Oh, I just kind I like, I like Virginia. Okay. What do you got? Wow. I, you know, I certainly would like to believe in Bronco, uh, but it's hard to ever go against the two damn Florida powers down there. They haven't been. Florida State's been good recently. Miami. You know, Miami, I don't even think has won a division title or something crazy since they came to the ACC. There's something astounding like that. The team that was arguably the top program in the country whenever they moved to the ACC. Yep. Um, Yeah, I got Virginia, man. When he was at BYU, wasn't he at BYU? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He won some big games. They were very good at BYU, yes. Yeah. No love for Syracuse? Nah, man, you know I love Dino, but nah. I think they kind of are. I think, I think at this stage in college football, I think they've kind of reached their peak. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't see them falling very far if they do it all over the next couple of years. But it's hard for me to see them really cracking into being a top fifteen program. Where I think right now they're a top twenty five. Yeah. Uh, I think cracking that seal, you know, kind of hitting that next bump for them is going to be very difficult. There's just not a lot of in-state recruiting in New York. Uh, you're in the tougher division right now just because you have to go up against Clemson. Uh, so, to me, it's kind of hard for them to break that next ceiling. But I do like Syracuse Life Coach. I think they'll be the second-best team in that conference this year. But when you got to go up against uh, Clemson on your side of the conference, that uh, doesn't bode very well. <laughs> All right. Top Heisman Trophy candidate not named Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne. Okay. That's not really fair, though. Uh, if we were to do somebody outside of Clemson, it has to be All Bryce right. Perkins. It has to be uh, Bryce Perkins, right? Yeah, Bryce Perkins, yeah. You, you know, you then after beyond them guys, I think you have uh, – uh, Drawing a blank. There was another. You got AJ Dillon. I think would have an outside chance. You got a. There's another running back that I'm missing off the top of my head now. Uh. Any help? Any help? Who we got? Who we got? Name another running back that's in the league. Uh, Wake Forest running back. Uh, he's not good enough. Oh, Cam Cam Akers. If there was a, yeah, yeah if that, that's who it was. I, I knew that I was blanking on somebody. If there was, if for whatever reason Florida State takes the leap back up and they win 10 or 11 games this year, I guarantee it'll be with Cam Makers as the focal point of that offense, 100%. So, you know, I think you have I think you have Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, wide receivers don't win the Heisman or else they'd have two guys that would be in contention. I think you got Bryce Perkins in. It's just kind of a mesh of people. Uh, but, yeah, Cam Makers is probably the most talented guy in that conference – that does not play for Clemson. <laughs> sure. I think. I, I mean, and I mean that seriously. I mean, he's uh, he would be – Shaq Quarterman is very good. Alton Robinson, we've talked – I mean, you know, the guys that we've talked about, Cam Akers is probably more talented than everybody else. He just was in a very bad situation last year for the, his position. Yeah. Anybody on the hot seat there? I don't really think no. so, personally. Um, nah. I would say if Florida State doesn't turn a slight corner at least, he will be on the very hot seat next year. Yeah. Next year it'll be like smoking hot. Yeah. If they were to absolutely implode again, I maybe could see getting rid of him, but with them just hiring him two years into it, somebody would have to be for them to fire Taggart after this year, that he'd have to be very bad, and they'd have to feel very good they were going to bring in somebody big time, you know, whether it be an Urban Meyer or somebody like that. They'd have to feel very good they were bringing in somebody they really liked uh, yeah, before doing yep. that. Anything else? Anything else? Uh, let's see. Nah, I don't uh, think so. I think we covered everything. So we're both expecting both expecting Clemson to win the division, win outright. we got two different teams winning the uh, the Coastal Division. But that is a wide open one, so I have no issue with us disagreeing on that one. It's Clemson's conference, and yeah. it's not particularly close right now. It, it is. Have we, you know, Alabama's had a hellacious run in the SEC the last decade. The last time we saw a conference this dominated has to have been USC in the early 2000s. Yeah, but the 
the the showing up the the Matt Liner, you know, starting at Carson Pete Palmer Carroll. senior year through the Matt Liner years. Uh, yeah, Pete Carroll. You know, you think about it, Oklahoma. Who I, the the next conference we do will be, I guess, the Big Twelve. You want to do them or the Big Ten next? Um, Big Twelve is cool. Big Twelve is cool. Okay. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma's been on a hell of a run over there, really and truly. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, as far as dominating the conference, it's been a while since we've seen something like Clemson do right now. I mean, they're so far ahead of everybody else that it is ridiculous. Yeah. And you just kind of have to lie and wait for one of the brother programs to join them. Anything else? Ready to wrap it up? Yep. First show of the 2019 season. It's good to have you back. Me too, man. I'm glad to be back. And it's uh, hopefully we'll keep up. Try to bust out maybe one a week here as we kind of close in through the end of the uh, end of the the off season as we head into the you know my favorite time of the year. So, uh, yes, man, I'm so excited. <laughs> and we ain't even got to the conference we're really excited about yet. No, yeah, no, not yet. Well, all right, guys. Kate, if you don't have anything else to uh, to say, I think we should wrap it up now. Yep. All right. Thank you guys for listening.